Welcome to the Unfunny Kevin Show. I am your host, <clears throat> Jesus. I am your host, Kevin Melody. It is Monday, June twenty eighth. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, don't worry. It's not COVID. Um, it's probably these CBD joints I'm going to tell you about later. <laughs> How the fuck are you guys? I'm going to start off by saying thank you so much to everyone, every single fucking uh, one of you that listen to the Father's Day special. It means a lot to me. I got a ton of emails from people that know my dad. I got uh, text messages, calls. I got emails from people that don't even know my father and don't even know me, uh, just thanking me for having this discourse and this dialogue surrounding addiction and uh, you know the son of an addict, the, the perspective or whatever. But I really did do my best to be neutral and I did my best to be uh, an interviewer. And I interview thousands of people um, in Tapped In, tappedinmusic.com. I just wanted to give my dad the chance to say his piece. Hell, eventually, maybe uh, I'll get my mom to come on and uh, <laughs> and maybe that'll be a little family reunion. Uh, that'll be really funny. Last week, I got to do stand-up for the first time uh, since even pre-pandemic because I stopped doing stand-up in like 2018 when I started Tapped In. So realistically, this was the first sets I got to do in three fucking years and... It was really interesting. I had a great time. I uh, It was funny to see, like, I forgot that, you know, people have been indoors this whole fucking year and a half. And so people have been writing and, and you know, everyone wants to get back into their dream. And and it was like, I went to do uh, a couple shows. And one of the shows I, I did was a show. It was great. It's called The Fourth Wall. Some of you might know um, there was a bunch of funny fucking people there. And you basically book yourself, you pay like, I don't know, $5 and you get to just do five minutes. And as someone who hadn't done stand up in like three years, uh, to be able to do even just five minutes was amazing. And it was cool. You know, again, like the fourth wall is really comics watching comics. Like there's hardly, uh, an audience in terms of people walking in or buying tickets there. It's, it's for you to practice in front of arguably the harshest critics which are other comics because realistically and i kind of forgot this in a way <laughs> like when i used to do i did a couple shows um in order to go i went to this this club called flappers which used to be in burbank and claremont i think since then it is closed in claremont which i hope is not the case but it might be and i went to the claremont location and i did a show which was like a contest and I won the contest and they put me on their website and then I did a couple shows with them. And when I went to that show to do the contest, it was an audience plus comics, right? So there was like people, they would just bring in free tickets to like judge you. And so when you're telling your jokes to a crowd, especially a drunk crowd, you're going to elicit the classic comedian crowd reaction. So people giggling or people <gasps> offended or people, you know, boo, whatever. But with comics, it's like dead silence. Like, don't fucking don't laugh at this guy. Don't give this guy laughs, you know, because all comics have egos and stuff. But it for me, I went as a fucking audience member. I really did. I laughed through most of it. 
Um, I didn't, you know, laugh at shit that wasn't funny, but I definitely let people know, hey, what you've been working on this whole time is great. And for myself to go up there and get some laughs felt really good. Um, I got this new 12 to 15 minutes worth of shit. And that's after, I don't know, a month of writing (laughs) and trying it for fucking uh, one night. So I'm excited to get back out there. You can catch me uh, doing more shows throughout the next two weeks, uh, Los Angeles. And then after that, I'm planning to do more shows in NorCal. And then in the summer, like end of summer, more, more August, I'm trying to go to Oregon and I'm trying to go to Arizona. So please continue to listen and I will let you know where I am doing what uh, and continue to support Tapped In Music, please. Um, I've got a special thing I'm going to read. Here we go. If you're trying to chill and relax after a long day, Lucy J CBD pre-rolls are the best bet. The CBD version of Lucy J is is not intoxicating, but most people report a sense of well-being and uplifting mood from the CBD flower in the pre-roll. There's a calming effect from the CBD and uh, terpenes in the premium hemp flower. The Lucy J Delta 8 pre-roll is available as well. The Delta 8 version of Lucy J takes your experience to the next level. Delta 8 THC is a close relative to the Delta 9 THC that's found in cannabis. It is intoxicating, and most people report a very clear head, increased focus, and euphoric high after smoking a Lucy J D8 pre-roll. Find Lucy J at Lucy J CBD on Instagram as well as Facebook. Go ahead and head to their store locator on their website. Their website is LucyJCBD.com. Go to the store locator. Plenty of locations for you people in Texas that carry Lucy J's. California is still limited. And I think there's some in North Carolina or South Carolina. I'm not sure. But you guys are everywhere. So go look at the store locator. Find Lucy J CBD pre-rolls. And for now, follow them on their uh, socials. They sent me these incredible pre-rolls. They sent me the uh, the D8 pre-roll, which I haven't smoked, but I had one of those uh, D8 uh, gummies that they haven't even released for sale yet and they <laughs> were fucking incredible I ate a half of one and I was high probably for two hours on an empty stomach and it was good like in the beginning got a little bit of a panic attack but I always do with like THC and these just like put me on a different zone like it was one of those types of highs where you don't really know, like the clock is too slow. The clock is too fast. Everything turns into like a chapter of a DVD. Like you're, you're uncertain of the fucking scene that you just left behind and you don't even like, it was fucking intense, but it was fun for, you know, if you got a free afternoon, pop them. That was just one of them that I ate, but the CBD pre-roll that they sell is really fucking good. And Lucy J is breaking into the e-commerce world. So pretty soon you'll be able to buy Lucy J online and get it delivered to your door. So follow at Lucy J CBD and go to Lucy J Back to what we're up to. So I talked to my dad last week. I know a lot of you listened to that and enjoyed it. Um, please continue to share. Oh, Please continue to share the show as much as humanly possible. 
I'm going to talk a little bit about shoutoutla.com. I got this opportunity a little while ago to do an article with this Voyage LA publication and then this Shoutout LA. I think they're affiliated or whatever they are. Shoutout LA um, did this thing about myself and places I recommend. And there's lots of places in the Valley I would um, recommend to people. It was I made it a little Valley-centric being from the Valley, but... It's pretty funny. So if you can check it out, it's in my uh, Instagram uh, link, my bio. Jesus, look, what's wrong with me? It's in my, uh, in the bio of my Instagram is my link tree where you can access the article <laughs> or just type in Kevin Melody into Google. It'll fucking pop up. Um, I had a crazy week. In addition to the standup, I have been just fucking swamped writing and preparing we got a bunch of shit going on with tapped in we dropped uh, a little while ago we did the david sebastian interview it's the last one we dropped i think it was two weeks ago because we missed last friday and david sebastian for those of you that have never listened to him never heard of him is a fucking wildly creative person i've talked to people on tapped in that have a million followers i've talked to people that are followed by Drake. I've talked to people that are, you know, on paper, they are superstars, right? Like their streaming numbers are insane. But David Sebastian is like the best kept secret on planet earth. His music is incredibly creative. He is signed to a record deal from, you know, what I was able to understand, but he's just fucking hilarious. The guy was unbelievable on my show he did four different voices and per distinct personalities, all representing Mr. David Sebastian. And he released The Devil is a Liar. If you go to YouTube, Devil is a Liar, David Sebastian. Incredible song. He has some lyric in it about like, you're, you're designed or like school is designed to be an assembly line or something. And I was like, I don't know. The man blew my mind. And I was not high when I listened to it. I know what you're thinking. I was not high. He's just, he's just really good. His music is incredible. During the pandemic, he made a song called America is on fire. You can find it on YouTube as well. It got blacklisted. It got fucking suppressed in the algorithm, but you can still find it. It's still there. Um, and he did it in like April, like a month after the pandemic. And he does make some comments about vaccines and all that stuff, but his shit is just so good. He's such a fucking creative and in a world where just like comics can kind of sell out and I don't know, be as unoriginal as they have to be to make a living. I, I feel like you get kind of the same stuff in rap. You know, you, you, you can't escape that. And he's not willing to compromise for anyone. He won't even compromise, you know, for his label. He won't compromise for anybody. So his integrity is certainly not up for sale. And that's something you can really appreciate. Truly. So shout out to David Sebastian. Be sure to check him out. Um, oh, fuck. There we go. Sorry about that. Those are actually the CBD rolls. Pre-rolls that <laughs> fell over. Um, my dad has some great stories that I'm going to publish in another episode. And I'll look to bring him back on. Uh, send questions to the unfunny Kevin show at gmail.com that you might want to ask him and that you might want to ask me about our relationship and about addiction and, and being a part of Al-Anon or AA. We're open to answer whatever you want to know. And um, I look forward to doing more of those. 
he talks about jail and he talks about um, his own father, which is tricky to navigate in, in another. And we're going to do that in a different episode. And we might do another episode about this uh, psych ward he was in that I used to visit him at. And there's some really good stories about that. He <laughs> just some of the patients even that he was uh, coexisting with. And th- there's a lot of interesting lengths that he and I had to go to together to get him out of some bad situations, you know, and it's unfortunate. Like I think in terms of healthcare and how we treat addiction and, you know, people are hyper-focused on like the homelessness crisis. Like I think it all does go hand in hand, but it is unfortunate. Like some of the lengths that you need to go to in order to get just, you know, I'd say average care and be in a system that can like help you excel and get better. It's, it's very challenging. I don't think anybody does it perfect and to do it to scale for the amount of fucking people we have in this beautiful giant country, it's really tough. And so I'm hoping that maybe this helps people understand like, what the urgency and need is for things like healthcare for all, or like things like where, you know, and I'm not, I'm not being political in any way, shape or form. You guys know, I fucking am pretty damn, uh, I don't know. What would you call it? Um, non-political. <laughs> I was about to interview QAnon rappers. That's the kind of show we have here, but you know, it's just interesting. Like, a lot of the stuff my father had to do in order to get himself off the street or get himself, you know, without any money was pretty fucking fucked up. And a lot of the options that he had that were paid where he could like pay his way or we could come up with some way to get him care. There was some weird, horrible things tied to them. So it's it's very interesting and, and we'll have greater conversations uh, about that together, um, you know, on another show, but I'm really happy that people listened and that I got such a great reaction and continue to spread the gospel. That is the unfunny Kevin show. Um, you know, I was talking a bit in my act last week about Disney couples and I've talked about them before on the show. I'll continue to talk about them. Uh, and, uh, you know, my gripes with them, but it was, <laughs> it was funny because I didn't realize I had written a, like a five minute, maybe a six minute joke that I was looking to kind of condense into two. And it's like, never a good idea. It's never a good idea. Just wait, work the bit out, whatever. But long story short, it was about, you know, I was complaining about the fact that I felt at the time when Disneyland reopened kind of prematurely, they were like, well, you got to be a California resident and you got to get a, a, a screening and there's no turkey legs and 500 pound Disney couples with their ears are going to be upset. Why can't I have a turkey leg and how am I going to and all this stuff, <laughs> which is obviously all changed now thanks to vaccinations and all that shit. But I, but I was just poking fun at the fact that these same people that were upset about Disneyland being closed and Disney World won't let me in, you know, without my vaccination card and all these other fucking, you know, stupid things that upset stupid people. Um, 
I read this article. I don't know if it was a fucking New York Times op-ed or what it was. There was some 500-pound ultra-conservative dude who said he spent every summer at Disney World and he would spend top dollar on their cruises and he would he would take his family of six now before i even get to the joke think think about this okay when you were a kid all right and i know everybody that's listening luckily you've all been children if you're not a if you're a child now turn the show off it's about to get real ugly but if you were if you were a child at one point your parents took you to that shitty place that not disneyland they took you on a vacation every summer, right? If you're lucky, right? It was like, oh, we're going to your aunt uh, Janice in uh, in Tahoe. We're going to see her for five days. Aunt Janice, everybody. And then you go for five days, stay in Aunt Janice's disgusting sewing room with the fish tank that's never been cleaned, with the dog that has one eye and it's not, they don't have an eye patch. It's just like a fleshy hole that you, that would lick you in the middle of the night. And you'd do that for five fucking days. And then you know what would happen next summer? You'd go back. Okay. This fucking op-ed was this dude saying, oh, well, I'm, you know, I spent all this money and I take my kids to Disneyland, Disney World every summer. We'd hit go on the Disney cruise. We'd go like, can you imagine as a kid? Like I hated that the Aunt Janice five day summer trip every summer. If you were a kid and you were taken to Disneyland every summer, doesn't the magic go away? It's how many times can you see? Oh, it's me, Mickey. And gosh, Max, it's me, Goof. How many times can you see Goofy? I don't I'm confused. So anyway, that's just like a separate tangent. This guy that wrote the op-ed was saying, I spend all this good money at Disneyland, which you're going to lose. Disney World and Disneyland and Disney Cruise Liners, you're going to lose my money. Now think about it. The guy named the 20,000 entities that Disney owns. So you, I, and every average person knows that they're not afraid to lose Mr. Whatever his fucking name is, coin, right? They don't care. He can go fuck himself. Now, the reason he was complaining wasn't because of masks and it wasn't because of vaccination. It was because, and I didn't know this, and I I can't believe this is a thing, but Disney came out and said something to the effect of, you know, Disney is about to become a happier place. Employees are going to be allowed to show their tattoos, wear their purple hair, individuality is the top priority here at Disneyland and Disney World Resorts. And we're looking to make our happy kingdom just a bit happier. And it's like, okay, I get it. Like, it's like, I don't know if it's because it's Pride Month or whatever the fucking giant corporation is trying to do. But the point is they're trying to say, we're going to be a little more inclusive in that if you are androgynous, if you're a they, them, whatever you are, you can put it on your name tag. I don't know. I don't know the exact details. This dude was like, because of the purple hair, because of the tattoos, I won't be able to escape with my children. This resort has become an abomination. And it's like, dude, it's purple hair. It's, uh, it's, it's a Sagittarius tattoo on the girl's ankle. She's still wearing the mini costume. It's still, oh, here we go. It's not, they didn't come out and say, 
To be more inclusive, Lilo and Stitch is now he-blowing dick. The blue little alien falls in love with the Hawaiian man. And it's like, Ohana does not mean family. They did like a rewrite. They're like, Ohana means transgender rights are at the forefront of American policy making. That's not... That's how the guy was reacting. And even if that was what the Lilo and Stitch reboot was, he blowing dick, I'd watch it. I'd fucking watch it. It'd be great. It'd be better than the original, I'm sure. I mean, come on. They're not... It's not... Max, you can love a man or a woman. Who the fuck cares if if they rewrote the Goofy movie to say that? Who cares? If Goofy walked around Disney World saying... Gosh, Maxie, I'm talking to his kid, Max. You can love a, a a parrot, or you can love a, a a deer. You can love. They're fucking animals. What even are they? There's no even clarity surrounding the animals. It's two rats. They're like, there's a Mickey and there's a Minnie. Minnie wears a bow, and that's how you know she's a girl. Guess what, Mister Op Ed Writer? What if Minnie has a dick? I'm willing to bet Minnie has a dick. Behind that costume is probably. Uh, the other thing you're afraid of, ain't illegal. <laughs> oh, man. I just, anyway, this is a bit, I, this is not, you know, don't get upset if you're a Disney person, but I am working on this. And to me, <laughs> just when I read stuff like this, like, oh, the most magical place on earth has just become a hell hole. Like, because the girl with the purple hair doesn't have to hide it anymore. It's like, dude, if you're going to Disney World to quote unquote escape, there is something severely wrong with you. And if you don't realize that Disney World's fake. And these are fucking animals that got on their hind legs and started walking and put on gloves and singing songs. And it's all horse shit. All right. It's no realer than people that use VR. It's no realer than the porn you consume. It's no realer than the fucking fantasy that you live out when you watch a Marvel film. And I know people are going to get upset. Talking about Marvel, because I know it's a safe, special place in everyone's heart, you know. It's just, get, come on. Meet me halfway. They can have purple hair and you're going to live, right? Now look, I get it. Mickey's blowing Pluto. It's a disturbing. But don't tell me the purple hair... And that the tattoos, they're a slippery slope. And then before you know it, my son will be gay. I mean, (laughs) I just fucking, (laughs) I just love the fucking, like, the insanity. I love straight line thinking. I love drawing, I love the way people draw straight lines to shit. Oh, well. They're letting them show their purple hair. My son's going to be gay. <laughs> like, I can't. That's probably one of my favorite things. It's just so ignorant and stupid. Ignorant and fucking stupid. Um, all right. If you're in Los Angeles, you can uh, check me out on Funny Kev on Instagram. And I will post everywhere that I'll be doing stand-up over the next few weeks. If you're not in Los Angeles, hopefully I'll be seeing you soon. 
unfunnykevin.com is where you can share all the audio files. We have every episode up there and it's on every fucking audio platform. So you have no excuses. You can go ahead and follow me again on funny Kevin on Instagram. Unfunnykevin.com is the website. You can go to unfunnykevin on Twitter as well. Tapped in on Instagram, tappedinmusic.com. All the interviews I've done are there as well as vlogs and other content. We are sold out of tapped in masks, but we do have tapped in stickers, which might be on the website soon. And you won't know if you don't follow. So please follow the accounts, continue to support the show. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode and I will talk to you really soon. Yeah. Come on. is like mosquitoes. I put the clip and they get to spitting like they the Migos. The set with Don Quixote and Cueva de Montesinos. These bullets burn hockey, they hotter than jalapenos. He wonder what he did to his man. There's four motherfuckers coming out of tenants a day. I had to end it all so I could just see where it began. It's a five-piece kimono like I live in Japan. A law of the all-sufficient and for that I'ma leave. Y'all are disobeying God, Paul, Adam, and Nate. It's a P380 coming out of my sleeve. The merciful Lord of mercy, that's a lot of repeat. I'm a Don, you a Fatima. Y'all can see the differences. 